Welcome to Refocus on You, the podcast that takes you through a spiritual journey of overcoming the battles and gaining the victories in your life by incorporating the eight fundamentals of health. Connect with us online at refocusonyou.com. That's refocus on the letter U.com. Or connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash refocus on you. Now, sit back, rest, relax, refocus, renew, relive, and trust in God completely. Here is your host, Melinda P., and co-host, Dr. E. Well, hello, hello, hello. Greetings, greetings, greetings. It's hump day. I am your host, Melinda P., and with me from afar is the beautiful and well-rounded first lady and physician, Dr. E. What's up? What's up? Up. Hello <laughs> to our listening audience. All is well, even though there is no sunshine outside. Mm. I want you to know there's sunshine in my soul. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and we are so glad you're hanging out with us today. So kick up your feet, sit back and enjoy the show because you are listening to the Refocus on You podcast. Refocus on you, 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 life is so good, don't waste your time, it's never too late, refocus on you, refocus on you, refocus on you. So we have been trucking along and the last four weeks we have been sharing with you the eight laws of health. We have discussed nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine. And today will be temperance. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Dr. E, when I heard this statement a couple of years ago, I didn't think really much of it. But after incorporating the eight laws of health into my lifestyle, this statement really became real. And it says that temperance means first moderation in healthful indulgence and second abstinence from things dangerous. Wow. Yes, that Mm. is right. That is right. And you know, Melinda P., so many times we get ourselves into what I like to call a pickle. Mm. (laughs) Yes, 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 exactly. We hear it all the time. Here's the excesses that we uh, are listening to every time we're advertised to. You can't eat just one. Buy one, get one free. Oh, gosh, yes. Supersize. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to upgrade? <laughs> exactly. And you can tell by just going outside and watching people go by that we are all upgrading, mm-hmm. supersizing, right. buying one and getting the other one free. We can't eat just one. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. Can't you look and see? by the way we are shaped and formed 
that we lack restraint. I have noticed, I said, my goodness, as a country, we are all deformed. Mm, that's right. Have you noticed that? I have. I really have. I mean, the back is sticking way out. The front is sticking <laughs> way out. People <laughs> huffing and puffing. And <gasps> oh, exactly. <laughs> Where is the restraint? And I'm not asking you all. I'm asking myself. Mm. Because sometimes, I'm just going to be honest, and I know someone hears me. Do you know in the past, Melinda P., if I couldn't decide if I wanted chips, pop, popcorn, ice cream, or a Snickers bar, I was going to have all five. <laughs> just too many choices. <laughs> yeah, here's what I would say. I'm grown. Right. I can do what I want. Right. I'm the mommy now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, when I, when I first started having children, I had told myself, I'm going to conquer this sugar thing because I didn't want to pass it on <laughs> to them, right? And I know some of you tried to do the same thing. Let me get rid of some of these bad habits because I don't want my kids picking them up. But all my kids did when I said I wasn't eating anything was stand by the door and listen and they always heard the potato chip and so as I was saying Melinda P I couldn't decide and so I didn't I just had them all and I know some of you are out there thinking oh my mm. oh my <laughs> I would never do that right. <laughs> but I want to speak to the people who do, do other things that's right maybe for you it isn't food maybe it's something else but we'll get into that a little later yes exactly all i'm saying is i tried not to pass that habit on to my kids too late they mm. got the habit mm. okay mm -hmm. i used to tell them we are all done with junk food they would simply wait me out. They would sit by that door. When I said I was going to bed, they would hear that potato chip bag. Mom. <laughs> and bust in. Exactly. We want some chips. We want some Oreo cookies. Oh, we heard that red pop. Yeah, remember I said That's I right. was dealing with that red pop. That's right. From the time I was 10 and now I am in my 50s, I'm still fighting <laughs> with Fago red pop. Oh, man. <laughs> And uh, that is so, and you know, Dr. E, you know, they say indulging in destructive habits or overdoing even beneficial things results in a diseased mind and body, which equals when you look at its dis-ease, mm -hmm. you know, right. a dis-ease. And when we look at temperance or moderation, I know the first thing, you know, that comes to mind, I mean, especially me, just like we talked about, is our diet, you know, overeating, avoiding processed foods, you know, too much salt or, you know, too much sugar or even deep fried foods. And I know we have had this conversation many times where, you know, sometimes it gets where, you know, when you're looking at them Oreo cookies, you need something to, you know, it's like them Oreos is calling you like, come, come, Melinda, come, Melinda. <laughs> Well, Let me sue wait you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Oreo cookies is my man. I don't know who you, you mean he's stopping by to he's, see he's, you he's, too? He's, he's making late night. He was making, well, he ain't doing it now, but he was making late night stops for me too. <laughs> oh, and so, you know, and fried foods and sugary foods is my weakness. Yes. You know, and my real battle was, is that I'm like, wow. I had learned that in order to not only 
keep my disease in remission, I must be careful in what or how much I eat. Yes. And what I eat, you know, and I'm not trying to sway anyone from getting a transplant or a lung transplant because it really can save the lives for those who desperately need one. But for me, when I had went to God and I said, Lord, how can I live a good life with these same scarred up lungs? You know, I and and I'm all about being obedient to his will now. Okay. Yes. yes. And so when God told me what I needed to do, shoot, doctor, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. And I remember three years ago when I had a talk with the UCLA doctor, my pulmonary doctor, and I said, Dr. Shino, I said, let's chit chat off the record. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I said, let's have a little heart to heart talk, you know, tell me what I'm really getting into. And he told me, you know, he said, you'd be taking about 32 pills a day or more. He said, I'd have to go back on steroids. Then I'd be in the doctor office twice a week. Mm-hmm. And, and that's still if there was no um, issues or anything like that. All right. I still have to see them twice a week. And then they could only guarantee the lungs would last for about five years. And I mean, really, when you think about it, there's no guarantee in even that. Yes. And so when I asked my pulmonary doctor, you know, what happens if the first set of lungs, you know, that they put in me would fail? I mean, would I get another one? And when he said, (laughs) when he said, uh, no, Oh, that's unlikely. Oh, man, Dr. E, that was a wrap. (laughs) That was for me. I'll stick with these old lungs. Exactly. I was like, shoot, let me stick with these old scarred up, jacked up lungs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so, you know, there are some, I do know some people who have had the lung, double lung transplant, and they have lived well over five years. Some have lived 17. Some have even lived 30 years. Fantastic. Exactly. And I salute Mm y'all, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's all God, you know, that's all God and stuff. And so, uh, you know, like I said, when the doctor shared that information with me, I had no choice but to go to God and ask him, Lord, what should I do? You know, do I get this? Is this the way I need to go? And, you know, God has his own timing. And so a few months after, you know, the good doctor and I had spoke. Mm. That's when the Holy Spirit showed up. Yes. You know, ain't nothing like the Holy Spirit showing up. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit led me to Wildwood Lifestyle Clinic in Wildwood, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And there I was educated on the eight laws of health. And when I began to surrender and allow God to transform me, that is when change came, folks. That is when change came. And so a few months later, when I left the place, I went to UCLA, you know, for my scheduled appointment. And by then, I had dropped 25 pounds. Mm -hmm. The pulmonary function test and the blood work all showed that the disease was stable. Every test they ran on me all showed a significant change for the better. 
And with 20% total lung capacity, mm, 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 mm. they said there was no need to have the lung transplant right now. So God be the glory. Yes, yes, yes. Dr. E, anything that you wanted to add to that? Well, I just want to tell our listening audience that if you're facing something and you don't know how you'll get through it, I say it every time, go to God. That's right. And ask him. And he says, if you want to know something, ask, ask. me. That's and right. I will not withhold the answer from That's you. That's right. He will speak to you. Yes. He will direct you, whether it is a call or a letter. That's right. Or someone coming by yes. making a suggestion. He always reveals his secrets. Amen. And if you are willing to listen and do what he asks, it isn't always easy. As a matter of fact, it's seldom easy. Mm, that's right. It's seldom it easy. Is. Because it goes against everything we know. Right. It doesn't make sense most of the time because God's ways always confound the wise. That's right. It's so simple. That's right. But if you're willing to do it, I am certain that you can enjoy the benefits that you're supposed to enjoy if you're willing to put in the work that God has asked you to put in. That's so true. But folks, temperance is not just about watching your diet. Right. You know, or the foods you partake in. Even indulging in good habits. Yes. Such as working Mm -hmm. or exercise. Yes. They can become just as addictive as alcohol. Right. Right. And, you know, I think about something, Dr. E. When I retired and now that I'm, you know, running the Refocus on Your Nonprofit, I myself have to really be mindful of what I'm doing. Because, again, we always talk about the diet. We must look at the things such as overworking. And sometimes I find myself working late, Mm -hmm. you know, at night doing some things for refocus on you. And all of that, you know, really builds up the stress, the strain in the body, the lack of sleep. All these things will have a detrimental effect Mm -hmm. on us. And also, you know, folks, we have to look at relationships. Mm. Relationships also suffer when we are absent with either our spouse or our child. I remember nine years ago when I met my husband and when he was telling me, look, when we go on vacation, I like to unplug. And I'm like, unplug. Uh, I'm going to need my phone. (laughs) You know, I'm going to need my phone. But you know what? That is something my husband instilled in our marriage. And I see the benefits of it. And so when my husband and I go on vacation, we totally unplug. We don't have any cell phones on. We don't have any computers on, no tablets. We're not talking to the outside world. We're not calling back home or family members. No, we completely go off the grid, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that is good. You know, you, you need that. You need that because, you know, my husband does a lot of things. He's got a lot of projects going on and jobs and stuff like that. And I have a lot of stuff going on. And so when we come together, we need that rest to unplug. That is so important. But, you know, Dr. E, I also, too, want to switch it over a little bit. They say that one of the biggest concerns is the amount of media and Internet 
Right. That is feeling the brain, filling right. up the brain, shall I say. Mm-hmm. And authors Lynn and Zhu from the book Abnormal White Matter Integrity in an Adolescence with Internet Addiction Disorder says that studies show internet addiction is associated with structural and functional changes in brain regions involving emotional processing, executive attention, decision-making, and cognitive control. And if our frontal lobes are constantly overstimulated and fed with drama, violence, negativity, our ability to perceive and interpret will reality will really suffer, okay? Right. And so, Dr. E, I had to, you know, even myself, I had to watch what I was feeding into my mind. Because, folks, if you are battling with a chronic illness or a terminal illness or some something, it is pertinent. You feed your mind with healthy and positive things. And, you know, Melinda P., you are so right. The word of God says, as a man thinketh, Mm. so is he. Yes. And what are you feeding your mind? Right. What are you feeding your mind? Right. I mean, we we are past the election now. Mm -hmm. But if you can remember just a few months ago, everything was so polarized. Yes. And I don't know if you noticed, but it just seemed like the world or our country had this anger, the seething anger that was just a little under the surface. And a few people, I I just had to to say to them, you you should stop watching so much TV or news. And I could say that because one day, you know, throughout all these years, we've had a wonderful relationship. And now I come up and talk to you and you're speaking with me like you have an edge. Mm. And I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with you. And I knew immediately they're watching too much TV. Okay, so... And I just had to be honest with people and say, you you should pull out of uh, the news and just reflect on some positive things. And also it works for people who have panic attacks and anxiety. Mm. Uh, These things feed that kind of stuff. So what are you feeding your mind if you deal with anxiety? Are you feeding it things that are based on paranoid delusions and conspiracy theories? Right. We have to stay rooted and grounded in the word of God. That is the only way we are going to make it, Melinda P. And so we spend a lot of time without any kind of restraint. We watch what we want to watch. We look at what we want to look at. We read. But I want to know which man is it feeding? That's right. The the spiritual Mm. man or the carnal man? Right. And if you spend all day feeding the carnal man, well, you know what's going to happen. That's right. A couple of hours after that, you've gone crazy. So we have to be really careful in all things. And so we are not saying to you, oh, you know, don't eat unhealthy foods. Don't watch TV or anything. We're saying know yourself. Right. Know yourself. I don't drink alcohol and I don't drink alcohol because I have alcoholism in my family. Right. So I know that alcohol isn't something that I should engage in because I have too many family members that lack restraint with it. So mm-hmm. I don't even go in that direction. You understand? Right. Exactly. I have to watch what I eat because obesity runs in my family. Right. And so I know that. So why don't you sit down and look 
at your life and look at your family and say, what is it? What is the generational sin that keeps creeping up in my family? What are the habits that keep coming? Is it gambling? Is it drinking? Is it womanizing and manizing and all of that? Let me look at these things and then decide I need to use restraint because a lot of things that are passed on from generation to generation is really just our children watching us. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's it. You can't hide who you are. But I decided a long time ago when I started having kids, the buck is going to stop with me. Mm. All these things that I saw my great grandmother, my grandmother and my mother deal with. I said, I didn't want to pass it on to my kids. And I know you too have made some similar decisions. Let me start using restraint with some things because we come from the same tree. (laughs) Uh, Our grandmother's name was Betsy. Okay. (laughs) And our grandfather's name was Moses. And I'm saying to you, we come from the same tree, so we know what's in our tree. I think Betsy was no joke. No, more than I, no she joke. was no she joke. Was no joke. <laughs> so I'm saying to you, take a look at yourself. Be honest. Write some things down. Study yourself. Study your family. I know we're getting ready to close, but I was talking with a friend, and she went to a family reunion, and she said, uh, Dr. E., she said, I observed my family at our family reunion, she said, and every 15 minutes, an argument broke out wow. at our family reunion. Mm. Anger issues ran in her family. Yes. So anger and fighting and yes, things like that. Exactly. And she married a man who came from a similar past. Oh, okay. So you can imagine when uh, those two were together, uh, what was going on exactly. between them. Uh, but she said, it stops with me. I'm not going to pass that on. I'm going to start using restraint. I'm going to start feeding my mind with things that take anger out of me opposed to putting it in me. She had some anger issues. Mm. And I know there's a lot of women that are, this is resonating. Mm -hmm. You know what they say we are angry. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's not always the case. Sometimes we're just more passionate. (laughs) Right. Right. right, Sure. Um, And all that, a lot of that leaves you as you get older because you just can't do it anymore. I still feel very strongly about things, but I don't rage about it anymore because I can't scream and breathe at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) So I don't scream and holler and tell you off anymore because I just can't coordinate my breathing with telling you off. So it isn't that I have matured. It's just that I'm getting older. All right, all right, all right, all righty, folks, that's a wrap as we discussed another one of God's law, temperance. Dr. E and I just love hanging out with you, and we hope you feel the same way. I want to give a shout out to my myositis sister, Frankie, who is just a blessing. We met about a year ago, and she is just an awesome awesome beautiful lady who doesn't let myositis get in her way she is my sister i just love her to death and to my sisters who never stop praying for me i love you debbie and denise i appreciate you guys 
Thank you so much. And folks, with all that said, you've been listening to the Refocus on You podcast. Follow us on social media and be sure to catch the replays on the podcast platforms. Visit our website and check out our latest series on narcissism. Make sure you get a copy of my latest book, Wilt Thou Be Made Whole? 31 days of devotional book that will truly bless you or someone else in need on their journey of health. And folks, lastly, I want to leave you with something to think about. You know, even good habits such as work or exercise can become as addictive as alcohol, tobacco, and drugs. When you notice a craving for anything, it's a sure sign that we've been overdoing things and that it is time to bring balance and moderation into the equation. Let us pray daily for any form of excess or intemperance in your life to be shown to you and for help in overcoming that imbalance. And always remember to rest, relax, refocus, renew, and relive. See you next time. Thank you for joining us and listening to the Refocus Podcast on EnvisionRadio.com. If you would like to send us an email, contact Melinda P at RefocusOnYou.com or visit the Refocus website at www.refocusonyou.com. That's Refocus on the letter U.com. And while you're there, grab a Refocus on You coffee mug and sit back and rest. Relax, refocus, renew, and relive. We'll see you next week.